Welcome to the Coach's Blog, powered by Drew Dillman Coaching. I've been racing at the elite level of cyclocross, mountain bike, and road for about a decade and want to share the knowledge I've gained from racing and training with those who are willing to listen. This is where I do that. In the last two posts, number eight, gym part one, and number nine, gym part two, I talked about the gym and how to incorporate strength training into your cycling-focused training plan. I even created a chart to show you how to plan your annual training plan for both cycling and strength simultaneously. To better understand this balance, I'd recommend checking out both of those posts. In this post, I want to tackle another type of cross-training I've always enjoyed adding to my own fitness plan, plyometrics. What is plyometrics training? As defined by my good friend Miriam Webster, plyometric training is a type of exercise involving repeated, rapid stretching and contracting of muscles as by jumping and rebounding to increase muscle power. Simply put, plyometrics is you jumping up and down. Plyometrics involves a lot of jumping, balancing, skipping, running, and hopping, which forces us to work on our power, focus, and coordination. Ed Burke, in his book, Off-Season Training, says that plyometric training overloads the muscles via jumping movements and improves strength, speed, and explosive power. Plyometrics training offers a lot of the same benefits as strength training in a gym, but with less risk. Since you are only using your own body weight during a plyometrics workout, you don't have to worry about how much weight to lift or how many reps to do during a workout, which eliminates a lot of the risk of overlifting and potentially causing injuries. How to mix in plyometrics training. If you've read my previous blogs on strength training or number six on running, then you understand that balancing cycling and cross training can be a bit complicated. And trying to add another thing into the mix can sometimes make it even more difficult. Typically, I add plyometrics training to an athlete's schedule as a substitution for strength training in a gym. It accomplishes a lot of the same goals as a gym workout and even has some other benefits as well. The explosive nature of plyometrics better mimics the rapid movements of our pedal stroke during a hard training day or race. I've also created this chart that says gym training versus plyometrics. For gym training, some of the benefits are increase strength via weights and machines, focus on strength and power, ability to change weight and reps, risk of overlifting injuries, not dependent on weather, develops specific muscle groups, no aerobic benefit. And then on the plyometric side of things, increase strength via jumping movements, focus on explosive power, balance, speed, and coordination, body weight, risk of rolling an ankle, weather dependent, full body workout, and aerobic benefit. For younger athletes, I will prescribe plyometrics workouts instead of gym workouts because it still offers them a form of cross training without the overstraining of a gym workout. This is important for young, adult, 
young adults who are not fully developed as gym workouts could cause problems with their development. The winter and spring months are for the gym. The summer and fall months are for plyometrics. I use plyometrics workouts as a pre-cycle cross season form of training. This works well with the time of the year as well. This means I'm doing these workouts from July to October and will stop when the weather gets too cold or when racing increases. I try to get out for early morning jogs to the local high school where I will do a plyometrics workout on the football field as the sun is rising. I find this best because I'm missing the heat of the day and I have enough time to recover before a ride later in that day. Or if you have work during the day, you can squeeze a plyometrics workout in before work and a bike ride after work. And there is something really, really energizing about getting out for a workout before the sun rises. It makes you think to yourself, I'm already working out and most people, including my competition, are still snoozing. At least that's what I think. Early mornings spent on the football field doing plyometrics and running bleachers takes me back to the Montana Cyclocross Summer Camp, which was the first cyclocross camp of its type to be introduced into the U.S. Many European countries have been implementing the Cyclocross Summer Camp for years to get riders focused on cyclocross-specific skills and to introduce them to new forms of cross training during the summer before cyclocross racing actually begins. I was fortunate enough to be invited by Jeff Proctor to several of these Montana cyclocross camps, and I gained a lot of valuable information and skills during these camps, one of these being plyometrics training. Plyometrics workouts. Listed below is a sample workout I use when I do plyometrics. Warm-up is a 10-minute jog. Set one. Rotate all these workouts for one minute each with 30 seconds of rest in between. Number one, forward long jumps. These are jumping feet shoulder length apart as far forward as possible. Plant your feet on the ground before starting the next jump. Forward long jump. Number two, forward lateral jumps. These are long jumps from side to side, landing and launching with only one foot and moving forward slightly. This takes a lot of balance. This is the forward lateral jump. Number three is the backward lateral jump. Same exact thing as what I just said in number two, but instead of moving forward, you're moving backwards. The backward lateral jump. Number four are squat jumps. You squat down into a TT position, so kind of with your elbows together and just above your knees, so you're hunched down, almost like in a, like a little box position. So, And then you're going to jump forward, and you're gonna jump backwards, and you're gonna jump from side to side, always going back to a center point. And what should end up happening is there should be a plus sign in the ground by the time you finish this for a minute. So you're going forward, backwards, backwards, and then side to side. Uh, That is the squat jump. Number five are lunges. These are self-explanatory. You're lunging forward and then um, I usually do a lunge walk. So I'll walk across the football field lunging with each step. And then you hover. You don't don't let your knee hit the ground all the way. You kind of hit let your knee get really, really close to the ground without actually hitting the ground. Those are lunges. Number six is a plank. 
it's good to mix in a little bit of core and upper body to give your be- to give your legs a little bit of recovery in the middle of it. So you have a plank there at number six. Number seven are burpees. Everybody hates them, but they're so good. Those are burpees. Number eight, high knees. Focus on speed and height for these. Those are high knees. Number nine is one leg jumps. So find a line on the ground and jump side to side over that line with only one leg at a time. You're gonna switch legs after 30 seconds. Those are one leg jumps. Number 10 is a power skip. It's skipping, but with a focus on vertical height and powerful takeoffs. That is the power skip. Number 11 are lunge jumps. So uh, this one, you will actually stay still and you're when you, you're going to lunge and then explode off the ground and jump as high as you can, going back down into a lunge, but switching legs in the air. So you're jumping up, switching legs, landing, and doing the same thing over and over again. Those are lunge jumps. And then number 12 is your basic push-up. And then you'll do a cool-down jog. This one is probably a little bit slower than your warm-up jog. Uh, For me, that's usually how it goes. I'll jog to the high school, and then the jog home is always a little slower because I'm a little wrecked from the actual workout. So once you feel comfortable doing these 12 workouts, you can add on a second set after a couple minutes of rest. So the first time you do this, only go through those 12 workouts once. And as you do that a couple times and you feel your body getting stronger, you can add on the whole second set of those 12 workouts. Conclusion. Riding your bike can get old after a while. One of the biggest benefits of cross training is the diversity it can add to a monotonous training schedule. Mixing in one or two plyometrics workouts throughout your weekly plan could not only give you increases in strength and coordination, but could also be just the right thing to keep you motivated for training. If you have any further questions about plyometrics training and how to incorporate them into your training plan, I encourage you to shoot me a message through the contact page. If you're also interested in Drew coaching and would like to jump on a phone call to talk about it, then I'd also encourage you to shoot me a message so we can get it set up. Thank you for listening to another Coach's Blog brought to you by Drew Dillman Coaching at the Purple Lightning Power Studios. I'm Dizzle Dillman. I'm your reader. I'm going to end this blog with a joke. Why did the orange have to stop and take a nap? It ran out of juice. <laughs>